Hello and welcome to NWR Newscast, episode 22 for July 21st, 2010. My name is Andy Gergen. I will be your host this week. With me, as always, is Neil Ronahan. Hi! What's going on, Neil? How you doing? Uh, not, not too much. Um, you know, it's it's late. <laughs> not for Zach. Hey, yeah. Zach. What's going on? Oh, bye. <laughs> we have uh, oh, I'm not sure how to even respond to that. We have a new voice this week on the newscast. Uh, joining us is new NWR staff writer Nathan Mustafa. Nathan, what's going on? Uh-oh. Let me get this out of the way. My name sounds like Mufasa from The Lion King. Wow, really? I was going to say. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was just going to dance know, around it. No one's <laughs> ever mentioned that to that to that meeting before, but uh, you know it does. It, it kind of sounds like it. I thought it sounded like Simba, but that that's just me. That's my first name. Oh, okay. <laughs> Simba Nathan M- Mufasa. You see, my my last name is Gergen, and therefore I will never make fun of anybody else's last name, so you have nothing to worry for about me, for me. The, the G is silent is a for funny me. word. Gergen is a funny word. You know what it sounds like? A lot of different things, like <coughs> like Jerkin Pickles, Jergen's Shampoo, you name it, I've heard it. Uh, uh, a Gorgon. Gorgon sounds like something Gorgon, you might yeah. accidentally do with your girlfriend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, uh, so Nathan, I, I have to ask the question. Whatever happened to yes. that girl that you asked out over PictoChat? That's right. Okay, yeah, see, I, I didn't include the fate of that relationship in the uh, in the podcast note for a specific reason. It so lasted like a week. you broke up over PictoChat, too? Yeah. Oh you drew God. a dick and she wasn't into it. <laughs> <laughs> no, the 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 breakup was the uh, the dick and a sad face, and that's it. <laughs> Fantastic. This week on the newscast, we got our regular batch of content. We're going to go over some top news stories for the past couple of weeks. Um, a couple of quick hits that are never quite as quick as we'd like. There's so much uh, news. Yeah, there's so much news, guys. Have you heard about all the news there has? Ben, Ugh. anyway. Uh... <laughs> well, well, no. There should be. A, there should be. Well, probably no news stories that actually relate to Nintendo systems. But Comic Con is happening this weekend, and apparently there's going to be like this Namco Capcom fighting game or some shit. But we don't know yet. I uh, know Lost Panel. I don't care. Morgan versus uh... Ivy, yo. <laughs> We're gonna talk about what we have been reviewing the last few weeks. Talk about the weekly downloads, and then go over any retail releases uh, spoiler alert there ain't many um, so with that said uh, I want to kick it off with something a little different since we actually fixed our listener mail email address uh, which is by the way newscast at nintendoworldreport.com what, what is that again is that, is that newscast at nintendoworldreport.com that's n-e-w-s-c-a-s-t at nintendoworldreport.com and Neil, does that email address work now? It does, doesn't it? Yes, that works, yes right? it works. It works very Fantastic. well. Fantastic. So we actually, uh, so we actually did get a listener letter, actually several, uh, from Adolf Vega from the forums, and he sent us a couple of different videos based on the topics we had talked about last week. Uh, so thanks to him for that. He also submitted a video review that I'm guessing, I'm guessing he posted on YouTube for Art Style Rotozoa. Since neither, since none of us really seem to have quite an idea of how the game actually was played, um, and so I thought I would take a little bit of that video review that he said and read it off, uh, a la listener mail. So, this is from Adolf Ego from the forums. You have to do it in a different voice. I don't have a different voice. Should I do a British accent? <laughs> there, do it. Yeah. Is he British? I, I, I assume he's German. He's Come on, British. his name is Adolf. It's in, oh, it's in a, Texas. I can't do a he's German from Texas. Accent. 
Oh. Oh, that's true. Ach, mein Reviewen. Howdy. Howdy. Anyway, Rotozoa is a fairly unique and fun game. The controls differ depending if you're using the Wiimote NES fashion or if you're using the classic controller. The Wiimote by itself, you move with the D-pad and rotate the creature with the 1 and 2 buttons, and if the buttons rotate clockwise or counterclockwise. If you plug in the classic controller, you can use the analog sticks to rotate, which gives you analog control over the rotation and feels really great. You can also use the classic controller's L and R buttons to rotate if you have the traditional classic controller with the spring-loaded analog L and R buttons. Can't use the GameCube controller, unfortunately. Uh, the graphics have a very murky, surreal look. The music has a jazz flavor. The game starts off very simple and easy, but becomes dramatically more difficult with more tentacles. The game does have infinite modes, so after you beat the main levels, you have great replay value. Uh, Adolf Vega says it's well worthy of your 600 Wii points, and he gives it a solid 7 out of 10. It definitely um, looks like I, a pretty cool game. It's just more... I haven't really been that into WiiWare lately. I mean... Yeah, I actually... There's, uh, a, there's a few games on WiiWare, but just the, the general glut of crap on the service has kind of turned me away. And we'll get into that later with the yeah. two weeks of utter bullshit that we've had on, on WiiWare. Now, this was seem... the one that was called Pentatentacles in Europe, right? Yes, it yes. Was. Yeah. Oh, my God. So they ruined it by calling it what art style Rotozoa? I don't know. It it looks like a fun game, but yeah, I can't be bothered to load up the WiiWare channel. It just kind of seems like a waste of my time lately. Um, unless <laughs> I really I ever, wanted to play Sudoku. Yeah. If I ever but did, I, I would I would probably pick up this game. It, it it was out of the that this and light tracks. This one appealed to me. Yeah, definitely. Um, plus, I like games that use dual analog, so I might actually have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, but that's all we got for listener mail. Uh, send us an email. Maybe you'll get it right on the show. Uh, you probably will, because not very many people do. <laughs> anyway, top stories. Um, anyway, so let's kick off the stories first. We have Ubisoft is planning to try to get 30, 25 to 30% of the market share for the 3DS launch. And that, that is apparently going to equate to about six to eight games. Um, as far as we know, Ubisoft has already confirmed a couple titles, uh, some of which were shown at E3. Actually, none of them were shown at E3 as far as I know. I may have missed one in the booth. Hold on a second. None of them were shown no, at I E3. Didn't, yes. Yeah, I didn't well, no, see I, any I, of them. I think at one point like, I heard from someone that Battle of Giants and Hollywood 61 may have been there, but I never actually saw them, and no one on staff actually saw them, so I'm guessing that's hearsay. You know, it will be there. Pets. Pets 3D. <laughs> it's like he's right there. What a great dog. <laughs> but the, the five 3DS titles that Ubisoft has confirmed that they're working on, um, an Assassin's Creed title, um, a Ghost Recon title, Splinter Cell, Driver, Battle of Giants, and uh, a new puzzle-based mystery game that's tentatively titled Hollywood 61 that I guess is kind of like an interactive adventure or something along those lines. But anyway... um. We have no confirmation of anything that ends with a Z, or um, anything that begins with the word imagine, so this could be promising, although, you know, it's not like they really announced those before, so. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, those, games um, on, those games on often warrant a lot of hype, to be fair. Yeah. No. I'm really, I'm really hyped up for the new infants party babies. <laughs> but, I mean... You too? Ubi Ubisoft was yeah. all over... Ubisoft was all over... Um, that we launched as well. I mean, they had they had Red Steel, they had Rayman Raving Rabbids, they had, I think, a Far Cry game, they had all sorts of shit, most of which was pretty terrible. I mean, Red Steel, as, as we all know, sold very well, but was a pretty 
crappy game. And I'll stand by that the first Rayman Raving Rabbits game was, was a pretty decent launch title in the same vein no. as Field of Magic on DS. But, um, no. 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 No? No. I liked it okay. It had a lot of problems, but it was not abysmal. I, Some I of the games were abysmal. I enjoyed playing Rayman Raving Rabbits at launch. I didn't enjoy playing it afterwards. It was kind of like Field of Magic that I enjoyed playing at launch <laughs> of the DS. It was a really better launch day option than Monkey Ball, which was broken. Oh, dude, like, that completely game broken. The DS had an incredible launch. How do you guys feel about um, the 3DS launch and Ubisoft trying to get a big piece of the pie? I feel like this is not the first time that they've tried to put out a lot of games at launch and it has backfired on them. So I would think it'll happen again. They. Yeah. Clearly, unless they put, they're putting a lot of money into their games, it kind of seems like they haven't learned a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be, it's it's probably going to be like what they did with the Wii launch, where they do make a good deal of money, but a lot of their games aren't really that filled with quality. I mean, Ubisoft, as far as what they've done on the Wii, and I guess to a lesser extent what they've also done on the DS, is that they release a lot of games, and probably one out of every ten, or maybe even worse than that, is a decent game, is a good game, like, you know... You have Rabbits Go Home, Red Steel 2, um, there's probably some other games that are good too, but then you have like Prince of Persia, The Fallen King, or any of the other <laughs> Raven Rabbits games. Did you not like that game, Neil? Ah, oh, dude, Prince of Persia, The Fallen King is terrible. From what I heard, the DS version <laughs> of uh, Forgotten Sands was just as bad. Oh, well. But, but I mean, that's the thing, is that Ubisoft's very hit or miss, and when they hit, they can hit pretty well, and I think... If they can, if they put their clout behind, you know, a, a, a 3DS game, they can. They have good. They have good studios out there that can make quality games, but they also have like the B or C teams at the studios who can't really make great games. They can make games that sell, but that's it. Yeah. You know, I heard that the uh, Splinter Cell game was going to be a port of Chaos Theory. That so I nice. wonder if Assassins. That's what uh, you know, places Assassin's like Assassin's Creed are is saying. supposedly a new. It's a new title. And I mean, they've okay. been, they've, re they've released two uh, before, two original yeah. titles on DS for Assassin's no, Creed. Um, just, there was just there oh, was yeah, one that you're right. There's two, yeah. The first one. Yeah, there were also and, iPhone games. So yeah, I, I played the uh, yeah. the second Assassin's Creed game on DS, and it it wasn't really that bad. And I mean, if it had I guess more more effort behind it, it probably could have been a lot better. But it just it seemed like it was an afterthought with Assassin's Creed Two being as polished and, and good as it was first game was beyond I mean, awful. it really... It re what? What was that? I said the first Assassin's Creed DS game was beyond awful. Okay, Agreed. well, they, they improved a lot in the second one. Because that okay. one was not terrible. It was, was playable. Was it beyond terrible? No. no I mean, <laughs> well, beyond Sorry, terrible in the other direction. <laughs> I said, was it beyond terrible? It was literally beyond terrible. Now, do we know if the new Ghost Recon will be tied with the uh, the upcoming console launch? Um, I uh, don't Ghost believe Recon? so. I believe um, in like uh, their announcements back at E3, the Ghost Recon game. It was just like Tom Clancy's yeah, Ghost Recon. Mo yeah, most stuff just says Ghost Recon. Yeah, the but... Assassin's Creed game is, I believe, subtitled Lost Legacy, and then Splinter Cell is uh, Chaos Theory. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of sort of at a I'll believe it when I see it kind of positioned with like mul like major franchises on a handheld from, from from Nintendo. Like, it just seems like we've never really gotten a really great major franchise. It seems, and we, for all the Resident 9. Evil games, oh, what was that? 
Yeah. Well, dude, Revelation, uh, Resident Evil Revelation actually looks like. Oh, that. I mean, because isn't that also a a a, a PSP game as well? No. I think it's supposed to be. There's going to be a different PSP game. Okay. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it hasn't come out yet. I'm kind of, I'm kind of playing like, I'll believe it when I see it because oh, yeah, for I every, you know, yeah. I mean, it just seems like every time we get like a major release from a major franchise from a major publisher on DS, it's something like the Assassin's Creed game on DS. Right. Yeah. It's never a game that they put a lot of effort into. It's, it's them trying to cash in it's, on it's, their. It's, it's like synergy and like brand recognition where people right like, they're putting oh, out wow, shitty games there's a popular Prince of Persia brands. game I like that game when I played it on a console so I'll like get that's kind of what I'm saying is that, like, oh man <laughs> oh god so like that's kind of what I'm saying like you, you know despite how good that um that you know Metal Gear Solid trailer looked and you know the Resident Evil trailer looked at E3 I really have a hard time buying into the idea that I'm gonna love a Resident Evil game on 3DS if, it, well, plays, I hope I'm if wrong. it plays like RE4, that's all I care about. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is that, like, at, at least what everyone's saying right now, I mean, this could very well change. I mean, especially with that Metal Gear Solid game, is, I mean, it's not like Kojima Productions has shied away from making a portable mainline Metal Gear Solid game. I mean, Peace Walker just came out, and apparently mm-hmm. it was pretty damn good. And yeah, Peace I, Walker I, is I, fantastic. Yeah, I would not be surprised if the 3DS one gets the same love and care that Peace Walker got. And I think if it does, even if it's a if it's a remake of Snake Eater or if it's a whole new game, like I think it's it could be really really awesome. Yeah. Well, see, the only problem I see with that is you know Splinter Cell Chaos Theory is a game I played with two analog sticks. So yeah. the only reasonable thing I see them doing is downgrading to using the touchscreen as another analog stick, and that never quite works out as well. Yeah. No, no it doesn't. It really doesn't. And, you know, they did that in Rayman, uh, Rayman Two, and it, it was just it was not. Not that great, so yeah. hopefully they find a good way to port that. They probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> Such confidence. Fuck it. Yes. Uh, it's Ubisoft. I mean, they make a couple of cool games and then they make Academy of Champions. But before we can go off on that, <laughs> let's move on to the next news story. Um, the June MPDs came out, and Nintendo is not at the seat of power when it comes to home consoles. Um uh, 360 actually outsold the Wii in June. Um, partially, I think I think Microsoft said that 40% of their sales came from the new Xbox. So that would probably explain why they had the bump over Wii. Is that everyone was getting all excited about their their sleeker their sleeker black 360? Sleeker, yeah. just as expensive Xbox. Yes, but um, yeah, I mean DS is still killing it. And as far as the software goes. Um, Red Dead Redemption is kicking the crap out of everyone. Uh, that they it sit is. at the one and three spot, and then uh, sandwiched. Uh, the, the meat in the Red Dead sandwich is Super <laughs> Mario Galaxy Two, which is over a million copies sold in North America. Um, Not bad. And, was, it's, it, and and one full month uh, from June, I believe the reporting period was probably I, I don't know exactly what the reporting period was, but it sold five hundred forty-eight thousand units. In June, which is pretty damn good, and I mean Galaxy Two. Well, I I don't know as far as compared to Super Mario Galaxy One, but it's selling pretty damn well. I'm glad people are picking it up, but I hope this doesn't mean we get a Super Mario Galaxy Three. Yeah, you know? no, there's no way. There's no way. Yeah. I would be no. shocked and awed. The Wii will have a successor before we get Mario Galaxy Three, and then I think we'll get Super Mario Universe. There you go. Super Mar- oh, you know, it was Super Mario uh, Subatomic Particles. 
That that would be cool. It would be kind of cool, that. wouldn't it? Super Mario Quark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Super but Mario there's a, one. But Nintendo, Nintendo, as far as um, their their own games and just games in their system, are still rocking the uh, the, the top twenty. Um, number four is New Super Mario Brothers Wii, which uh, came in with two hundred thousand more units than Just Dance is right below that at number five. Wii Fit Plus, Toy Story Three DS got number seven. And then uh, number nine was Lego Harry Potter Wii, which um, I believe Andy will be talking about later in what you're reviewing. And then uh, Soul Silver and Heart Gold are rocking 11 and 18, respectively. Um, New Super Mario Brothers DS is in at 13, and uh, Mario Kart Wii is at 17. Toy Story 3 Wii made it in at 19, and Wii Sports Resort rounds out the top 20. So um, yeah, it's it's still loaded with Nintendo games and. Toy Story Three is a is a big thing. Who would have thought? Neil, is yes. Just Dance getting all getting hosed tonight? Oh 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 oh. <laughs> well, Just Dance Two comes out in October. I mean, uh, we should have a launch party for it, guys, and we can Hell just yeah. dance. It'll be okay. My house. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's Spin the that record, What do you guys baby. are you guys surprised at all by this? Um, I'm not. I find it surprising that Red Dead Redemption seems to have yeah, hit such a chord with people. Like, well, yeah, so it's been out for months. It's been out like, for, I mean, it came out like I a week played, before Galaxy Two, dude. It's a, it's a I fantastic haven't played game. The game. Right. I haven't played the game, and I'm not I'm not by any means sliding its the quality of the game. It's just that it's not the first really good game on 360 and PS3 that that you know people have loved. It's just maybe one of the first ones that have that's like third party and multi platform that's really really hit a well, major home run. Well, I mean, you're, yeah. you're discounting Modern Warfare 2, of course. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, Sorry. it's, it's but Modern Warfare, dude. Grand Theft Auto Modern, 4 Modern Warfare 1 is shit ton. Modern Warfare yeah. 1 might be a better example, because Modern Warfare 2 is at least, you know, a sequel has some brand yeah. recognition. Yeah, but I yeah, mean, this, this, you could consider this a sequel, not to Red Dead Revolver, but to Grand Theft Auto 4. Yeah, but if you look at, like, does the Joe Q campaign... Gamer know that, though? I mean, does Joe Q Gamer really follow no, publishers and not. developers enough to know that it's a, that it's a GTA uh, I mean, game? I mean, maybe, like maybe this is just me, because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm near New York City, but I walk around New York City, okay, granted, that's like Rockstar Hub, because they got the New York City office there. But there are ads for there were ads for Grand Theft Auto 4 everywhere. There are ads for Red Dead Redemption everywhere, starting from about three weeks before it came out, and they're still up there. Like that's the thing is that like this this game has has legs in that regard. I mean, I don't know how long, but it's it's Rockstar has become a known commodity, and people like the Grand Theft Auto games. And you know, as long as they hear, oh, Red Dead Redemption made by the dudes who made Grand Theft Auto, even though that's not entirely true, it was a different branch of but Rockstar. That didn't really work for Bully though. How come Bully didn't sell like this? Bully's I don't think Bully was advertised as heavily. <laughs> yeah, I. But it, are it, westerns really that much of a drawing power? Well, Bully was kind of a niche release. I mean, I don't remember seeing much much support for that, especially in the Me in the same way that uh, Red Dead Redemption no. has. And I don't think Rockstar. I don't yeah. see really... TV spots for Bully. Yeah, I don't. Think every Rockstar... morning, the bus. Yeah. You. Yeah, the bus that picked me up every morning had a picture of Red Dead Redemption on the side of it. You know, all the way out here in L.A., everywhere. You know, buildings are covered with it. I didn't. I definitely didn't see that for Bully. Yeah, fair enough. I'm I mean, just. It, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like it's really hard to get a hit like that. And when you do get one, it's it seems natural to kind of take a look, take a you know step back and be like, all right, what went right here that didn't go right for 
so many other games that have tried to get the kind of success that they've gotten. It's, Why it's didn't... a Rockstar game on 360 and PS3. That's what it is. Yeah. Fair enough. And maybe that's maybe that's all it is. Maybe that's I mean, all it is. I mean, people, like... people love that kind of game, as evidenced by, you know, Grand Theft Auto games. And I think that Rockstar really... I mean, it's a, it's a fantastic game. I, 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 I feel like I haven't given the game justice just because of, you know, review copies and everything. I've kind of had to put it aside, but... I put in a bunch of hours into it, and it's it's a great game. It's me um, to Rockstar, me, it's better than Rockstar any Grand Theft Auto game. Rockstar needs to bring it, it back. Uh, oh fuck! I, it, the name just popped out of my head. I had it on the tip of my tongue. The the game where you just press A a lot and fight people. On the state of yeah, emergency, well, they need to bring back state oh, of emergency. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see a bully sequel. Would I? I, well, I think I it was rumored. To yeah, be um, the, like the composer yeah. said, they're working on. I still, I never yeah. played Bully. I actually, Bully I almost fantastic. picked up the Wii version. Would Would you guys recommend the Wii version, or should I? I played Bully. I played Bully on Wii. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, I did as well. I had a good time with it. There are some some of the mini games that they added in for the scholarship edition are far better on Wii than they are on 360. They're clearly meant for pointer controls. All right, then I'll, I'll probably pick it up on Wii at some point because I've been wanting to try that out. But it just kind of, I haven't really had time to play it. Uh, I've just kind of curiosity. As long as we're talking about major releases on other platforms that aren't the topic of the show, uh, how did Final Fantasy 13 ever do? I've no kind of curious. I don't think it like, did. I, I think super it sold well. well. Yeah. Did it sell? Like, well, no, did it sell like that the, Red the, Dead well, or did it sell like? It did not sell. Red Red Dead, I think, no, is no, no. probably one of the best-selling games this year, not by not made by Nintendo. Yeah. Like I, just, well, because because remember March was very crowded. It had uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen, God of War Three, um, some other big releases too. But I, and I, I forget who got the number one that month. But I'm pretty sure that Final Fantasy Thirteen did well. I don't think it did amazing. Yeah, and really after Grand Theft Auto Four, the audience for that kind of game expanded so much that you know yeah. Red Dead kind of had to do well just on the power that it was. You know, it had that yeah. Rockstar logo on it. And I don't think Final Fantasy still carries that kind of weight here. I just don't I think agree. Final Fantasy in general carries much weight to a Western audience. Have no. They, have they ever no. sold like to. Game well, I mean, in the it's, United it's, States? Seven did. I mean, I think six set up a very, very good financial seven, reception for seven. Seven did because it was new technology. Well, then why isn't 13 doing the same thing? Because it's the same. Yeah, well, like 13 looks fucking that's beautiful, true. dude. I think seven did, probably did well because six was incredibly well received. I would see I would see Final Fantasy games kind of in the same way that Atlas exists, in that there is a very strong niche market, and okay, yeah, yeah. The, Squ- the Square Enix Final Fantasy market is way bigger than the Atlas way market. Way bigger than Atlas. But I mean, it's the same kind of thing in that like they have that steady niche, and if they can ever like get some people from other you know like people who like Modern Warfare or whatever to come over and try out their game, then maybe they'll stay. But for the most part, they they have their people who will buy their game, and that generally keeps them afloat. Yeah, I think what hurt Final Fantasy Thirteen is that it was marketed as being so non-traditional, and most reviews reflected mm-hmm. that it was different from the other Final yeah. Fantasies. You know, most Final Fantasies change it up, but this was, you know, shown as being completely different, and a lot of people probably shied away from it. That's true. I, I, ended I was, up I was it really excited for it until I read Chris Poehler's review for the. I think he had one for the Japanese version, and then I was just totally <laughs> turned off. I'll probably go back to it at some point, but yeah, I don't. I don't have much interest in that game. Partially because I like my RPGs classic and old school, but not. You know, too I old do school. too. I do too. Like Dragon Quest Nine to me is probably the best RPG I've played in years. Oh, Looking yeah. forward I to uh, Four Heroes of Light. 
No, no. I, I mean, I know, I, I, Nathan, I've talked to you about this a little bit, and that Four Heroes of Light does not appeal to me because it's it's too hardcore for me because of the whole shit where people can join your party and then leave with the stuff that you gave them. and like That bothers me. Sounds like yeah, a dungeon I mean, that, That's the one thing that stood out. I was reading the Nintendo Power article about it. I mean, that, that yeah. kind of stuff doesn't even happen in Etrian and Odyssey, you yeah. know, and it's happening I mean, that, in Final Fantasy. Yeah. That, but I am looking forward to that game. I, I really Warriors like the Animal Light. Crossing style world. Yeah, like the gra- the graphical style really looks cool. Yeah. I, play, I played a bit at E3, and it does definitely scratches that that you know like classic RPG itch. That that that's why I play RPGs is because you know I want to relive Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy IV and crap like that because that's that's like yeah. what I grew up on as far as RPGs go. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, Four Heroes of Light. I, I'm not going to write it off completely, but I'm definitely not super jazzed for it right now. From what yeah. I played it, it reminds me of Final Fantasy V, just really centered around the mechanics, and you know, not so much story or anything yeah. else like that. Just really old school. Or like FF3 too. But that's true. Yeah. So I think we got a little off topic. Um, we were talking about the NPDs, and we wound up talking about um, Final Fantasy 13. So let's talk about, about, talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's now move on to the quick hits, and the first one is that Rock Band Three has a release date that's coming out on October 26th, and um, it's coming to Wii and DS. The DS version is going to be like Lego Rock Band on DS was last year, like that amplitude frequency esque game. Um, apparently, it's also going to have pro mode. I played a demo at E3, and I still can figure out what the hell they meant by the pro mode. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, this Rock Band 3 game, standalone on Wii, will be fifty nine ninety nine. What do you guys, uh, how do you feel about that? Does that come it made with a lot guitar? more sense when it was, uh, no, I'm, it's just a disc-only game, no, right? disc-only. Oh, what? man. That, that's how much no. Beatles Rock Band costs, but that's, I assume that's because it was a Beatles game. I guess, I guess oh, not. Well, yeah. you also have to remember that Guitar Hero 5, um, that was also fifty nine ninety nine when it came out on Wii. I'm, Jeez, I'm Activision. sure. Wait, this is a good way to. Uh, no, this. Well, that no. was. Guitar Hero 5 was Activision. Right, this, is, right. this is EA. Yeah. Uh, that's a good way to help accelerate the decline of the music genre. Ain't that the truth? At least yeah. as, far as, as far as we owners are concerned. Um, are you guys thinking you're going to pick this up? I know Johnny's really excited about it. Um, um, but how I will about you be guys? getting Rock Band 3 on 360 probably the day it comes out because uh, as it might not have been as, as apparent on the show. But um, I was counting the days until Rock Band initially came out, and I was counting the days until Rock Band 2 came out. And then there hasn't been a new game in two years, and I kind of fell off the wagon of you know following the DLC pretty closely. And, I mean, the keyboards look good. They got fucking Bohemian Rhapsody, Hugh Lewis in the news. I am, I am game and, and ready for this new game. It looks like, I mean, it's, it's not like, you know, a whole new experience or anything, but it's just... It's like Rock Band 2, where it brings a lot of new songs to the table, a couple new wrenches into the gameplay. I mean, like, pro mode and keyboards are both really cool. And, I mean, it's just it's it's a refinement on something that's already out there. But, you know, it's not a yearly, it's not an annualization. It's been two years since Rock Band 2. So, yeah. I welcome I'm this game. I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Neil, um, but I'm probably not going to get it day of release. I'll probably pick it up holiday season, maybe with uh, Christmas money. I'm kind of done with music games at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I will probably continue to review music games, mainly because I think me and Lindemann are the only two people that have Wii instruments, hmm. and Lindemann doesn't really 
review games that much anymore. So <laughs> I, I'm pretty much that's why I review Green Bay Rock Band. Not really. Have you ever done like, a review of DJ Hero put up? Uh, no, no, we don't have a review of DJ Hero. <laughs> it's oh, it's John. it's forty dollars at a yeah, it's forty bucks with at Fred Meyer. With a controller? Yeah. With a controller? Yes. Yeah. $40 at Toys R Us. I almost got it, but then I remembered, oh hey, God. you don't have a job. You probably shouldn't spend 40 bucks on DJ Hero. Damn. I, I'm That's borrowing wow. it from Hell my brother, and it's it's worth 40 bucks. I would have paid 40 bucks yeah. for it. I, Hell yeah. I, I, might, I, I still might go out and get it. I, I like gift cards and stuff. Not the Toys R Us. Like the Just sell something. Card, gift cards. You know, sell a kid. Is, yeah. is, is that the regular price or a sale that's going on right now? That's sale. like we're trying like... to clear our shelves. Yeah, I think yeah. It, I think the official price for it now is now eighty or ninety dollars. Yeah, eighty. Or I've 90. seen it for eighty. It's, I think it's eighty at Walmart. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it's dropping in price. And DJ Hero, I mean, I I wasn't really super impressed by what I played in like the store demos. But from talking to a bunch of people that have played it, it's really fucking good for what it is. And I mean that's yeah, I liked it. The it same is. cannot be said for Tony Hawk Ride, the other absurdly expensive game but for what dj hero is if you're into that kind of thing the dj hero is awesome and it's 40 bucks right now at, at toys r us and 58 GameStop for longer than this week i think the toys r us thing is only this week yeah um, if you're into it well if you live near fred meyer it's 40 bucks to kind of bring it back to rock band 3 have any of you actually seen the new controllers yeah the, uh, guitars not, i saw them at e3 man I, I saw those at e3 oh my god that that is why i'm getting that game yeah, I will. I it's probably won't really go into promo that much. It, it intimidates me too much. Like I'm a, so, I am a fan of music. I'm not really a player of music, and that's why I enjoy rock band so much because I can become a player of music without really having any musical talent. So Nathan, yep. you're, you're not going to drop sixty on this. You're talking about dropping like a hundred fifty-ish. It not for the Wii version, no. But you know, I I'm tempted to do it. I I really am because the Fender looks awesome. You know yeah. that you can plug in. It, I'm still using Guitar Hero tiny. Two and Rock Band One instruments, so <laughs> I could stand. I could totally stand to upgrade. But oh yeah, I'm just... still on Guitar Hero Two instruments, but yeah. the Fender looks great, if a little tiny. Yeah. I just wish they had a little bit more of the music I liked on it, but you know I can't really hope for that. Damn, so... I got the strongest itch to play some Rock Band. I think yeah. I know what I'm doing after, after this. NCAA. I might do the same. <laughs> Probably yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what I see? I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche? Scar- Scaramouche? Wait, Scaramouche? The oh, that's right. Very, very frightening me. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we played Bohemian Rhapsody at, at E3. Um, Johnny was on keyboards, and he got his ass kicked. Because <laughs> promote keyboards are hard, guys. Like, promote is fucking difficult. I, I rocked the drums, and uh, Jared Rosenberg was on guitar or bass. It was, it was a lot of fun. It. Mm. Good job, the, the the Rock Band three rep told me that the game would even detect muted chords, which is awesome. Yeah. Like if you can just mute a string and it would it would know, man. I don't, even, also, know I mean, I don't even know what that means. As, as far as just rock, I mean, <laughs> I guess showing off more of what Rock Band three is. They also had I, I, Nathan. Did you go to like the little like showcase thing that they had, like the half an I mean, hour? The, the the back area behind uh, way towards well, no, the back. Well, no, like where, like uh, like uh, where, like John Drake from Harmonix like gave like the demo oh, the... of the game. No, no. Oh, okay. Well, at that they're also talking about like the way song selection works now, and basically like you can go to a menu and be like, all right, I want to play songs from the '80s in this genre, and then it'll show you how many songs you have there, and you can you know make a playlist that way, or you can be like, I feel like playing you know 
no song longer than four minutes, and you can set that up. And just all these oh, ways wow. that you can set the set the the set list. You can save playlists now. And it'll like, just make just... a whole set list for you based off that criteria yes. you set. Yeah. Oh man. So so I could feasibly say I would like to play Swedish death metal, and it would say sorry, yeah. and I, <laughs> yeah. I would go back to the menu. <laughs> but but yeah, okay. I mean you could cool. you know out of all like the like the death metal crap you got on. Um, on Rock Band, like from DLC or yeah. if it's on the disc or whatever. That's true. You could just make a set list with just that and be like, I just feel like playing That's that. True. And you could put it on random too because they also have like, there's like a party shuffle thing where it'll just go, you know, song after song and you can pick what, what pool you want to take it from. Like that they're doing, awesome. a, they're doing a lot with the song select stuff that looks freaking awesome. And that's, I mean, that's another reason why I'm really excited for it. Alright, so um, so Pokemon's getting video chat, uh, Pokemon Black and White, when they come out in September in Japan, and I believe it's probably March 2011, maybe with a 3DS launch. Launch title, yeah. Could be. Um, it's getting video chat uh, locally and via Wi-Fi. Um, uh, I guess that, maybe that's getting glossed over that it's online video chat. But, yeah, uh, so in addition to the voice chat, which was in um, the earlier DS games, and I believe also in the... Uh, Fire red and leaf green, right? It. I don't. No, no, no. There was just voice. Oh. Yeah, there was. There wasn't voice chat in that. No, but it, it let you uh, play wireless. There was like the, a wireless. Had the wireless, thing wireless, wireless adapter. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, but there was voice chat in Diamond and Pearl, and uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver kind and everything. Of. And now you can do video chat if you have a DSi, 3DS, or DSi XL. So I guess Neil, it's you know what? Cool. You know what the logical next step of this is? Picto chat. Chat, ro- ch- chat roulette on your yes. DSi 3DS. <laughs> yeah, that's that's frightening. That's a scary, that's 3D a scary, scary chat roulette. Have you guys ever played a Uno on Xbox Live Arcade in the post-camera world? No. No, I heard I heard what they said about it on Giant Bomb, and I just avoided it. I have. Yeah, I, but I, I never I, ran into a problem. There was one time it was because like, I I got it because like, if anyone who had a 360 around launch, there was basically this lull of a good number of months where nothing of note came out so it's like and i got i got uno when it came out and you know i used to like play it with my friends because there was nothing else to play in our brand new 360s and i remember i i didn't even i was unaware of this this phenomenon and i I was playing uno with like a friend from high school and all of a sudden these two people are playing with us and there's a dick on one of their video chats and i'm like i'm never playing this again (laughs) and then we both left and i've never played uno again and then that's when I heard about all the stuff about like Giant Bomb and people like that saying about how what Uno on Xbox Live Arcade has become in a post-camera world. It you is know, I got a I got a question about this. Both Chat Roulette and I guess Uno, just video chat in general. Are there ever breasts and not just penises, or is it just well, a mean, sausage fest? Ch- I th- I chat Roulette, yes. Chat Roulette, not, you got I have not experienced anything. that, but yeah. That's funny. Well, you know how the, you know how the odds <laughs> we of winning the lottery Zach's are very later. low, Zach? <laughs> you know how the odds of winning the lottery are pretty low, Zach? It's kind of like that. I need PictoChat <laughs> inspiration. Although there was a person in my statistics class on chat roulette, and yes, I can confirm there are breasts. Hmm. hmm. So, hmm. yeah. Hmm. Just got to go through hmm. a lot of dick to get to them, huh? I didn't see any, so I I was blessed. <laughs> such, such is life so I'm throwing in a surprise quick hit to round out news and that's that uh, Dive the Metis Island Secret is coming out next Monday oh, yeah, on I'm... WiiWare 
something which um, it's gonna coming out on it's WeWare. going to be um, one thousand Wii points. It's gonna be ten dollars. We'll probably be talking about it in two weeks' time. And I know I will be talking about it a lot because I'm pretty damn excited for this game. It runs on the Nixquest Quest engine, and it's basically an underwater Metroid title. And nice. that you, yeah. it's like endless ocean, but in two D and like Metroid. Now, if anyone's excited for this game, go ahead right now and download uh, a game called The Deep for the iPhone. It's three bucks, and it's essentially um, Dive Secret of Metis Island, but um, you know it, it, the graphics are a bit more cartoony. It's a little bit more whimsical, but it looks like a an endless ocean type game with RPG elements and some Metroid backtracking in it. So that might tide you over. I don't have yeah. an iPhone. It, yeah, for the, the uh, one day after uh, after this gets posted, that this will be coming out. But yeah, I mean this this game is really true. good. Yeah, and I mean especially in this this dearth of good WiiWare content. I mean, there's been a couple of good games, and I, I, I feel a little bit bad about damning all <laughs> of this week's or this episode's content because Furry Legends doesn't look that bad. But Dive of the Menace Island Secret is definitely something to look out for. It looks really, really good. Do it Robin Hood style. Yeah. But yeah, that that does us for news. And now I'm going to pass it back over to Andy for what you're reviewing, and he's going to tell us all about the the boy who lived. God. First, I'm going to tune he out. Built. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> first he was built from Legos, and then he and then he lived. Um, yeah. So I'm I've been reviewing Lego Harry Potter on the Wii, and if if you've been following the site like you should you probably know that uh, Neil already reviewed the DS version of this game and put up his review earlier this week uh, I, I read it and so far it doesn't sound like it, the DS version is drastically different from, from the Wii version uh, I you know I, I really liked the Lego Star Wars games especially the first one I actually don't think that the game was necessarily improved by adding the original trilogy, I kind of feel like the uh, the prequel trilogy actually made for a better game than the uh, the original saga did. Not because of you know the story or anything, but just because I think there were the levels were a little shorter. The, the original the original trilogy had very very long stages. Um, you know, one of the pretty core differences between Star Wars and Harry Potter is just that there's not that much fighting in Harry Potter. Like maybe in some of the later ones, there's more fighting, but and um, most of the Harry Potters, especially the early ones, it's just about yeah. Like them that first going, book, you know, is, is barren of any kind of combat. Like you fight a troll and like some wasps or something, and then like the yeah. Man, so the yeah, basically in, in the later in the later books, it does get a little more um, like there's more combat because that's really it, it happens in this in in the books in, in reality is that as you get farther into it, there's a lot more combat going on. Because basically, right. a full war breaks out, but not in the four books that are featured in this game. No. So really, what you have instead of a, instead of like Lego Star Wars, where you're just running around shooting all the time, this game is a lot more about um, puzzle solving. It's a lot more about interacting with the environment to you know piece together the thing that you need to get to the next area of the of the level. Yeah, there's um, a lot of basic puzzle solving. Some of the some of the puzzles are pretty pretty cool, but for the most part, it's kind of barren. There's, there's a lot very, of exploration. Like, it's amazing how like big the, the there's two different hub worlds. There's there's Diagon Alley, which is where you basically do all your shopping. If you played the original Lego Star Wars game, that's basically the Cantina Bar is Diagon Alley. You go into all the different shops and you can spend your uh, your studs on unlocking things. Or you can go over to Hogwarts, 
which is how you actually access the story mode of the game. But you don't have to go into the story if you don't want. You can explore the entire castle, and there's lots of stuff to do. And as you as you learn new spells, and you have a, you have a uh, like a like a rotating dial on on the C button. You hold the C button down, and you get a rotating dial of spells you can choose. And as you learn more spells, more and more of the castle begins to unlock. So it is, it is sort of kind of Metroidish in the way you gain more access to the hub world as you complete the story mode and as you gain gain spells. Um, but for the most part, it's it's really well put together it's very well assembled lots of detail in in the environments um some of the puzzles are needlessly difficult by hiding the thing you need behind the environment um which is frustrating but for the most part it feels like a game where you know it just like the other lego games it kind of blends the humor of lego style presentation with the humor that already came in the the property that's that's being well, I know yeah, I made the so comment that, like, whereas, like, Lego Batman didn't really have a strong basis for it, because it was just kind of, like, Batman the license as opposed to, like, a specific Batman story. And right. Indiana Jones, I mean, yeah, there's, like, there's good moments in that, but it's kind of not the same as Star Wars or even Harry Potter. And that a lot of the appeal for me with Lego Star Wars was kind of the, the presentation of going through these iconic moments in the Star Wars trilogy from this new perspective and the same thing goes for Harry Potter I'm definitely not as into Harry Potter as I am Star Wars but I can definitely see you know like oh you know you get to like you know go fight the bathroom troll in the first book in this one or you know you get to go down wow. to the chamber of secrets or whatever the whatever the hell it's but cool yeah I am um, it. it's it's fun. It's not great. And, you know, maybe it's just because I played Lego Star Wars on 360 and now I'm playing this on Wii, but the graphics look kind of muddy. Just a little bit. Like, the art the art design is great. Um, it really does capture the, the look and feel of the series, but, like, it just kind of feels like the lines are a little bit jagged and the, the textures are a little bit are a little bit needlessly bland. Um, but, I don't know, maybe, maybe I, I could be imagining it. I feel um, like that could be more of the, the the restraint of the Wii as opposed to, like the game yeah. being shittily made. Yeah, I tend to. I I, I really agree on that one. Um, yeah, it's 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 fun. I don't know that it's it's awesome, but it's it's a fun diversion. If you're a big fan of the series, you'll get a kick out of it. If you're a big fan of the Lego games, you'll think it's a little bit different, but you'll probably still like it. Um, it's just not super action packed. It's a lot of a lot of exploring and a lot of puzzle solving. If that's your thing, then you'll probably like it. It's a good time. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's all I really got to say about that. Why don't, why don't uh, we have uh, you talk about your, your Madden feature? All right, so this is something that happened quite a while ago. Um, back at the end of May, I actually flew down to EA Sports Tiburon, and I got to check out the new Madden game. And right now you're seeing the uh, the benefit, or I guess, yeah, the, the benefits of me going down there is that we're having um, these weekly feature on uh, Madden NFL 11 for Wii. Um, so far, we've had two articles go up. One was kind of just an introductory article, and the last one was some um, me going over the history of Madden on Nintendo systems, which I had a lot of fun researching, and I hope it's fun to read, too. But coming up in the next three weeks, um, it's going to be every Friday until, until the game comes out on August 10th. And uh, going up until then, we'll be going over the, the art style and why they made the decision to switch over from uh from the old art style, which I mean was quite interesting in that regard, is that they actually drew inspiration from stuff like 
directly they drew inspiration from i don't know if you guys remember that commercial um the 2008 olympics where it was like lebron and yao ming like drinking coke and it was super stylized does anyone remember this i don't okay well there was this commercial that was hyper stylized and that was kind of the basis for why they changed this cartoony look and they also drew a lot of inspiration from the incredibles as well and uh team fortress 2 and they kind of made the comment with the Incredibles in Team Fortress 2 is that, like, just by looking at the build of characters, you can tell what they're good at. Like, you know, in the Incredibles, nice. you look at, you know, like um, like the, the, the dad in the Incredibles, he's got this big upper body, you know he's really strong. Or, like, the kid who's fast, you know, he's, he's kind of small and looks and looks like, you know, kind of like, like skinny and nimble. So, you know, he's off, he can, he can run really fast. Or, like, the, the teenage girl who turns invisible... And, and so on and so forth and they kind of apply that to football and that you know you have stuff like the the wide receivers have fucking gigantic hands and the running backs are kind of like built like like you know they got like they got big like big shoulders and smaller smaller upper bodies or they have these like big legs and stuff like that or the quarterbacks look like these heroes and everything and i mean it's nice. just really cool yeah. how they how they took this art style and i mean they made the comment that you know Madden, for the most part, especially on Wii and Nintendo systems, has looked the same prior to 2010, or 2009, rather. It was the Madden NFL 10, but it came out in 2009. It had basically looked the same for about a decade. Like, there was really no evolution. It was just, you know, they added motion controls at one point, and it was, it was a port for the first three years of, uh, you know, Madden on Wii. And then they took Madden NFL 10, and they threw in this new art style. And in NFL 11, they're adding new stuff like uh, there was no weather, there were no weather effects in last year's game, and now they're adding them. And they they upgraded the stadiums. So they have all the stadiums are based off of you know the real life stadiums, and they took a lot into account of how those stadiums were. And if you look at comparison pictures from what they have in the game to real life, it, it's it's pretty cool because it's it's exactly the same, but just very stylized. Now, and does NFL 11 support Wii Motion Plus? No, it doesn't. But in my opinion, okay. from someone who's played the crap out of NFL 10, um, it, works it, well it doesn't need it. Um, they changed the passing okay. for anyone who hasn't really been paying attention that much. In the first couple Maddens on Wii, it was uh, you would hold a direction down or a button down on the Wii remote, and you would like flick it like you were throwing it. Which, you know, you think, right. okay, that sounds cool. And as someone that's I've played every Madden on Wii in one form or another some I didn't know but I played every one and as I got like to like Madden um, Madden 09 like that just felt really really janky because like you would do these motions and sometimes it would read it it's basically you know the problem with a lot of Wii motion games the problem with Hoop World that we'll get into later when we talk about the Wii <laughs> downloads and what they added in Madden NFL 10 is um, point and click so you just hold your pointer at the screen like you you know like you know point over a receiver and you just hit a and you pass there and you know if you tap it or hold it down that depends on whether you you know rocket it or lob it but that that works a lot better and also what they're adding into the gameplay this year is something called game flow and i don't know if there's any analog to this in ncaa um, 11 andy but basically what what they, they're doing adding this to the hd versions too is that you basically can go through the game without ever seeing a play select screen It'll just kind of pick, you know, like, it, it, it seems like the AI, at least from what I've played, is, is pretty damn good with game flow. Like, it reads into account, like, what where your strong players are. Like, um, I was the Packers playing the Vikings, naturally. 
and the Vikings in game flow kept on, you know, using Adrian Peterson like they probably should have last year instead of having Brett Favre on the fucking team. But, I mean, that's good <laughs> for me because then the Vikings sucked, but or at least they, they blew the championship game. But, I mean, like, they, they use a lot of plays with Adrian Peterson because he's, you know, this, this top running back. Whereas with the Packers, you know, not that Ryan Grant's, he's not a bad running back, but, you know, Packers are all about the passing, and when I use game flow with the Packers, primarily, you know, passing moves, play action, like, you know, like, kind of the, the, the West Coast offense of sorts. Does it show you the play before the snap, then, I assume? Well, what you can do is, because I was playing it against uh, one of the one of the uh, the designers on the team, and um, what you can do is that you can bring up, like, kind of like a fake play and a real, like, a bluff play and a real play, and you can, like, and what it is, is I, I, if, if memory serves me correctly, you can basically flick between four different plays and kind of just throw off balance just so, you know, you, you know when you hold down a certain button combination, that'll be the play that is going to happen. But you can circle through everything, and the audible system is pretty good as well. And if you want to, you can, of course, override that and just go to the play select screen. But sure. it kind of cuts down on the wasted time in the game, and, you know, it seems really cool. That's interesting. Like, I'm not sure if I would want to lose that much control. Yeah. I kind of like being I able mean, the, to I mean, the thing that I like about it is that play. It's, it's, it's optional. And that, you right. Know, it sure. can, you know, if, like, if I'm playing Madden with my friends, you know, it's kind of a drag, when, especially ones that aren't as, aren't as into, you know, like football video games as I am. And that, you know, they have to go through the play select screen, whereas this one, you can just have the game pick a pick play for them, and it usually, you know, it's not a terrible move. Um, so, so Neil, are any of the uh, online features of the HD versions making it into the Wii version? There like is the no online, online dynasty or franchise or whatever. I mean, they uh, have, why? you can play online games, I believe there's online rankings. Just, as far as why, I think it might have something to do with the fact that it's the fucking Wii, and online kind of sucks. They they are doing Still something does. really cool with the franchise mode though, in that um, for anyone that's been uh paying that that played last year paid attention last year, um, they had this brand new interface and franchise mode was the same shit that it was last year, and to add insult to injury, it was locked when you got the game. You had to input uh, you had to input a code in order to get franchise mode in oh. last year's game. Like that's like a purchase and, code or or no, no, it was just it was a code like, you got like in the game. Code. And I actually okay, I, I talked okay. to uh, like the you know the, the members of the, the team that I that I met with at Tiburon, and I, I have a reason for why that actually happened, and it's because they focused on the multiplayer experience in last year's game, and they didn't want to have it where like you know you unlock that through gameplay or just have it there. So they had it that you know people that really wanted to play franchise could just find this code. I believe they released the code about like maybe a day after it was released or something like that. But, you know, people that would be into franchise mode, they figured, would go and hunt down the code. And, I mean... That seems I, really strange to me. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, what I if, agree. What if someone that's never played, uh, maybe even a Madden game or franchise mode, would like that game and just never discovers it because they don't look yeah. for it? You yeah. know? I you mean, miss that, out on that. I'm not saying I agree with them. I'm just saying that was their reasoning for it. Like, I was, I was that's pretty, true. like, yeah. baffled. Luckily, I mean... The whole rest of the game last year was really, really great, except for that one really confusing part. But they're at, they're adding a whole new franchise mode that goes in with the style, and you know it goes in with the art style and the pointer mechanics of you know the, the the game that they made last year and improved upon this year. And basically, what it is is that you kind of have like this. It's it's I think it's called like legacy mode or something. And there's a goal to it, like an end goal, as opposed to where, like, franchise mode, it just kind of goes on forever, or dynasty mode, if you're playing NCAA games. 
that right. just goes on forever. And this one, you start off as like ranked 30 on the list of the greatest franchises ever. And number 29 is the all-time Detroit Lions. And basically, if you win a game, you pass them. But then, of course, they have, like, the list of, you know, actual good teams all above them. And it'll be, like, I think the top team is, like, the, the 80s Niners or something like that. Right on. But, well, let's uh, let's go ahead and move on to, to Zach. Yeah, if you're still every late Friday, over there. every Friday until the game comes out, and then you'll probably get the review right after. Like, it's, That's it's true. Cool. So, Zach, why don't we go ahead and move on to you, uh, if you're still awake over there, and talk about Transformers a little bit. Oh, now I know how Phil Theobald feels like when the, everyone else starts talking about racing games. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Um, actually, I, I probably am going to leave after I give my two cents because I'm starving, if that's okay. Understandable. Uh, but um, I do hate to miss that Maniac Monkey Mayhem <laughs> discussion. But Manic Monkey manic, Mayhem. Manic, sorry, Manic. I will have you know. All right. All right, Mufasa. <laughs> okay, Transformers on the Wii. Uh, it is not War for Cybertron, which I really want to play. Yeah, it's, I do too. Uh, I mean, the right? more I hear about that game, and like I keep on reading reviews and stuff, like the 360 PS3 version looks awesome. Yeah, it does. And I'm not really even that does. big of a Transformers fan. It just looks like a fun game. Yeah, it does. And I, I kind of like the Transformers enough that it would get me excited. Uh, you know but the, I'm in Revenge of the Fallen. Oh well, sure. Uh, the Wii <laughs> game, the Wii game though, is called Cybertron Adventures, and um, you know I'm going to toss in here that I think it's uh, in bad faith that Activision is using the same box art and same font and They're same. Not. Ev- they are using the same box art and the same font on the Wii game as the PS3 and 360 games. The only difference is it's it says Cybertron Adventures instead of War for Cybertron. Oh, oh yeah. I think sucks. I think that's really in poor taste cuz they're I think they're banking on the fact that people the Wii owners are going to be like, "Hey, this War for Cybertron game looks awesome." And they pick up the Wii game and they turn it on, and they're like, "This is a piece of shit." Well, you know, <laughs> dude, dude, it's why they have Assassin's Creed games come out on DS. Exactly, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but this game is not a cover-based third-person shooter with lots of cool graphics and transformations and Cybertron and Omega Supreme. It's a light gun game. It's a behind-the-back light gun game. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you can't really see what's going on because your character is taking up the screen. Uh, wow. So yeah, what happens... Terrible <laughs> oh, my God. Game. There are only two kinds of gameplay, and one is your character runs around and talks to himself, and then he hides behind some cover, and you have to hold down A to actually get behind the cover, or else you're shot, um, and then you use the pointer to so know, it's switch. Like time crisis? Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. You use the point <laughs> whenever you're out of cover. You use the pointer to shoot dudes, and you have four weapons, um, none of which work particularly well. And uh, you shoot all the bad guys, and they all die, and then your guy runs to the next piece of cover. Uh, And then sometimes you'll get into these really kind of broken driving segments where your guy will transform, and you hold down the Z button to go, and debris is falling all over the place, but you can only shoot directly in front of you. The pointer is no longer an option (laughs) unless you're locking on to ships in the air above you. Um... And the collision detection is such that 
if you even you know brush up against the side of a rail you take a lot of damage and and there are jumps that you when you get off the jump you can't see uh, what's on the other side so there were times where you know you go off a jump and then when you get to when you can see where the end of the jump is it's like a turn so if you don't you know pull left on the on the control stick at the right time you'll go flying off of the road and die um, and then yeah it's awful um, and you said it's a, a light gun type game, right? Yeah. So, but you're actually controlling yourself during the driving Only segments, right? Only moving left and right. Oh. And accelerating, like, but you can never stop. You're, you're always going a certain speed, and you can choose to accelerate or not. And then in some places, you know, like when you're star scream, you're jet, and you can kind of move around the screen, but you're always going forward. It's kind of like Star Fox with broken. And. Uh, <laughs> And it's broken because you're, it takes place in space, but there's still obstacles all over the place that are also dark. So you run into half as many things as you shoot down. Zach, I just want to say I'm sorry that you had to review this game. No, you're not. You got to review no, Dragon am, Quest because, Nine. I because hate this you. game didn't seem this terrible. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I did hear some good... I like. I heard good things about it before it came out, and then I read some reviews, and they were like, this game is crap. And I thought, oh. And then I played it thinking, they just don't like it. They don't like light gun games. I like light gun games. I liked House of the Dead Overkill and the Dead Space Overkill. one, but this one is just bad. And also, here's the best part. Um, no, I'll, I'll t tell you two best parts. Uh, when I was done with, the first time I played it, I played through two Autobot campaigns. You can play Autobots and Decepticons separately. And... Then I, I was like, alright, that's pretty shitty, I'll quit out to the main menu and try a Decepticon campaign, maybe it's better. And it tells you how much of the game you've completed for each campaign. I was 25% done with the Autobot campaign. <laughs> after two missions. Uh, and then I played co-op with, with my brother-in-law, and co-op just adds co-star mode, where you have another, you know, gun on the screen. But sometimes he can't shoot. There will be times where it just doesn't work. And uh, and there are times where the game will freeze. And and there will... Like yeah. Put some effort into games, please, everyone. Yeah. Like, Don't make your game games, freeze. I know you can make good games, but I guess, I guess they go into the cadre of developers that can only make good games with Nintendo's help. Yeah. What, what <laughs> did they make with Nintendo's help? Uh, Mario Strikers and Punch-Out. Oh, Punch-Out. Yeah, this should have been a lot better. Yeah, Punch-Out is probably one of my favorite games of forever. <laughs> well, this game's crappy. Uh, it does have Peter yeah. Cullen. Um, all the rest of the voices man, are shit. Good. Uh, Cullen's a good man. Uh, he is. I, I, think, I think the guy who's doing Megatron is the guy who's also doing Megatron in the, the real versions of this game. Uh, but yeah. I, have, I have no way of is, telling because I haven't played those yet. I forget who. Think it's yeah, Walker, Frank Welker. Yeah, him. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. He used. I think he was. Was he the original voice of Megatron? I don't know. Yeah, on the G1 cartoons. Are, are, yes. I don't think we are qualified enough to be getting into this discussion right now. <laughs> well, like, I do. I was like, I was barely alive. I probably wasn't even alive when the show was on TV. You were, you were sucking at your mother's teat. Yeah, or not even born. Oh, okay. <laughs> huh. 
Well, I'm trying to think when the movie came out. The movie came out in like eighty six. Eighty nine, eighty seven, oh. eighty seven. Okay. Oh wow! Yeah, I was unborn. The unborn. <laughs> the unborn. That's a crappy movie. But yeah, um, I I actually kind of like. Let's put it this way: I would like the designs of the Transformers on a better looking system. Because it's like you can kind of see it's like it's like uh, it's like SNES graphics compared to you know, N64 graphics. It's kind of like, I can I, see I, what they're, I, I can see I what they're you going for, like the it really art design is good. better hardware. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard so that, like... how about the like, DS version? Oh, the DS version, God. You like this game, but I don't like it at all. Well, I mean, I, I just got into it. Uh, Zach and I are doing another one of our world-famous dual reviews. We still have to um, dual review Tiger. Yeah, yeah, I need to... I need to Oh, hey, you know what? I turned off Advanced Plus, and I'm just doing Advanced now, and the game is suddenly more enjoyable. Awesome. But, so, yeah. Transformers DS, I mean, as far as compared to last year's game, which really, these are kind of iterative games, in a sense. Definitely. Because, I mean, while this one isn't a direct sequel to Revenge of the Fallen, which came out last year on DS, um, Obviously it, it is definitely the kind of engine. the same thing, but I just, I feel, at least from what I've played, I'm only two missions in, I believe there are eight and then some multiplayer stuff and some bonus stuff but i've been enjoying what i've been playing it feels a lot better than last year's game but you seem to think differently it's kind of got re resident evil controls like you press up to move forward but then left and right turn you which bugs me and double tapping down makes you do a quick 180 turn yeah i always find myself like when i'm close to an edge and i try to fine-tune my position to attack someone I always end up fucking falling off. Yeah, and when I'm in vehicle form, I always end up falling off a platform, or if I get into a corner, the camera goes haywire and doesn't know where to focus on, and then I get killed by the robot who's chasing me. That is unfortunate. It is. Uh, it looks okay. It, I don't think it's anything special. Yeah. I mean, it looks um, like and they, games. They got rid of the Wi-Fi online mode that was so fun in uh, Revenge of the Fallen. Wait, was that supposed to be fun? I don't remember having You didn't like that? Day. The War Room? The War Room was cool. Download oh, okay, missions yeah. and do them, yeah. No, that was cool. Now, this, this game replaces it. that with a local multiplayer deathmatch kind of thing. Yeah, that you need multiple cards to play, which is yeah. always a terrible idea, developers. really is. Just try and sell more copies. But I, I don't yeah, yeah, I, I don't care for it. I mean, it's it's certainly better than the Wii game, but it's not something I'm rushing out to play or anything. Yeah. Right on. I'm probably going to trade them both in for credit towards a used copy of War for Cybertron on the <laughs> PS3. <laughs> I'm going to be doing something similar. <laughs> but. Why don't we go ahead and move on to our... Uh, well, let's first let's go ahead and bid Zach farewell. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I'm, Goodbye. I'm sorry. We need to start starting a little bit earlier instead of chatting for 45 minutes before the show starts. Or don't talk about football for a half hour. Just <laughs> yeah, a suggestion, I'm sorry. Hush you. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to uh, to Nathan, who's going to talk a little bit about monkey something something. Go ahead. <laughs> manic manic monkey mayhem, you mean? The, uh, you do realize the that new we upcoming probably talked we about this on a previous episode, Andy. You should remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. Did we really? Well, it's a, it's a WiiWare game, right? When did it come out, though? Recently. Really? Huh. I think we probably just glazed over it then, didn't we? Probably. 
Probably. I mean, usually victims of traumatic events remember in detail what <laughs> happened and and where it happened. So you'd probably remember if you played it. I but, promise um, you I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, Manic Monkey Mayhem. Uh, the, the way the game can be described is that it, it's a game in which... You're, there are a bunch of monkeys, and you're standing on little columns in a... Uh, oh, God, kind of... yeah, I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you have to say. This game looked like it sucked so hard. Yeah, uh, that's please, why please I immediately grabbed it when it went up for uh, review, because I wanted my first game to be kind of a, a, piece kind of of a classic one. Yeah, I wanted to remember it, you know? So, um, yeah, I will remember this. It it's a port of a PSP and an iPhone game. So that, that's its background. Was it like a yeah. PSP mini or was it like a legitimate? It was a P from? it was a PSP mini. Oh, okay. Mm. You know, they sold a million of them. <laughs> yeah, total with yes. all the, uh, all the games. So yeah, a million of them were certainly not manic monkey mayhem. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, a, uh, one of them. There were not yeah, but... monkeys sold for any, I hope not, for the sake of the purchasers of PSP minis. But, yeah, th this game is a game where you stand on columns and, as a monkey, throw bananas at other monkeys. There's there's no poo-flinging. It is purely banana-flinging. At least yeah, you have everyone... like, the kind of, like, look, you're a monkey throwing poo. Who cares if the gameplay sucks? <laughs> yeah, see, that, that would make it a little bit better. I think you can upgrade to... You can upgrade to a coconut every once in a while. And then, like, some bazooka thing. But the controls always janked out when I got the bazooka. So I don't have too much experience with it. it, it the throwing is supposed to work like boom blocks. But it, it really doesn't. I I know everyone here played boom blocks or oh, yeah. boom it's blocks a, it's too. A great game. I went back to uh, play Boomblocks after playing this just to soothe my mind and make sure that the Wii could actually produce a good throwing <laughs> item game. But yeah, the, you know there aren't really any real physics applied to your throws. It's like they calculated the physics for three throws and then saw if you were in the range for one of those three and then applied those three. <laughs> so you, th you, you throw and it's like, okay, the acceleration was, you know, between three feet per second and three and a half feet per second because the range is really that small and it, it's okay now you'll hit the monkey ahead of you and every time you throw you you know just like bloom blocks you have to hold hold a button when you want to throw but after you throw it rotates the camera because the camera controls are just you know you moving the Wiimote around so really there's no control over that you throw a banana your screen spins all the way around and you're just in the dark, and you get hit by a bunch of bananas, and you're yelled at by probably about eight other monkeys on screen, and you die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a lord. Fucking monkeys. It, oh my god. On each other. What's the price of this game? I think it's $8. That's wow. not worth $8. No. I mean, go for that price, go buy a real banana, go to the zoo, and throw a monkey, <laughs> uh, throw a banana at the other monkeys. <laughs> It's, really, you'll get more fun out of that. You'll get arrested, but it it will be worth it more because whoever made this should be arrested. It's yeah. Did they get any sweet Chiquita or Dole's product placement on the on no. the bananas? <laughs> that like that a, would like, probably make it better. Like Monkey Ball. That's one of the things I remember about Monkey Ball is they had <laughs> I think Dole branding everywhere on that game. 
No, it's it. You know, I, I did notice that's a little bit more fun when you're playing it split screen just because someone else is sharing the pain. And, you know, the, the general comedy of the game, it, it is kind of funny when you're playing it. Intentionally but so for, or unintentionally? No. For the, okay, the, the funny part is the character uh, descriptions. I really liked they when you're starting the game and picking your character, you kind of think like, oh, this is going to be a really cool character-driven kind of comedic Worms-style game. It kind of reminds me of Worms 3D, but um, yeah, it's that, it's not anything like that. Yeah. Uh, that for some reason, I like that. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, th- this one, it just it sets up all these kind of interesting characters. Really weird. It seems like whoever was doing the writing was having fun with it, and then whoever made the actual game just decided not to do anything with those characters. So you're just a bunch of monkeys throwing... Bananas, just monkeying around, no big deal. Th- there is a mode. There is a mode where you can throw boxes at each other, uh, and the boxes explode after a while. But it, it's really not that much of an upgrade. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it'd be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, I, uh, no. I, I, uh, I salute you for playing more than five minutes of this piece of crap. Oh no, I played at least an hour. I don't know. Wow. How much time passed? (laughs) (laughs) Who knows what time it was when you woke up? Oh, I I didn't fall asleep. You can't fall asleep because there are like monkeys constantly yelling at you. Yeah, that's right. I I know we have some audio of it saved. I hope I hope the listeners get to hear it at the same time. I hope they never have to hear it. But yeah, it it'll keep you awake because the second you start to doze off, the scream of a of a monkey will just snap you too. (laughs) <laughs> so it's like psychological torture. Fantastic. Yeah, it, it just it just plays monkey screams the whole game. It doesn't it doesn't relate to anything that's going on in the game. They just scream. <laughs> awesome. Is it like a yeah. real monkey scream or a fake one? One of them, I swear, is a dude. Like you can, if if anyone listens to the recording, yeah, the the last one I think is a dude. I don't know how many of them are guys. May, some of them sound like maybe they're ripped from the Discovery Channel, but you know, other other ones definitely. It sounds like Joe Developer decided to be a monkey for the day. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he got paid well. I hope not. <laughs> so I think that's all that needs to be said about Manic Monkey Mayhem. So let's go ahead and move on to the next part of the show uh, after that marathon what's your review in segment let's go on into the weekend weekend downloads the past couple of weeks in downloads uh starting off with with WiiWare. uh i've looked at some of the trailers for these games so hopefully we can between the, the three of us that are remaining here yeah, yeah, think, talk I about all of these this. to some extent um yeah no virtual console this week of course they uh no virtual console for the past two weeks i think They're, actually yeah. the entire month of july well i think Depending on next Monday, there will have not been any virtual console games for an entire month. Kind of seems that, like actually. they're done. Like maybe not entirely done, but kind of seems like they're Mario Tennis more, yeah. more or less done. Release, and that was, that was a what happened? Game. What happened to give us giving us the uh, Final Fantasy games? I want yeah. that. We got you one, know? right? We got the first one. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we got the After Years, which is a right. you know cell phone game, but yeah. Well, they have, they have to release them on DS every two to three years, so. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but we did get on... Toribosh. Indeed. First up, we got Toribosh. 
This is a game from Nabby Studios, and I think Neil, you were saying you had looked at this, hadn't you? Uh, yeah. Um, basically, what this is, and I know Nathan, you also mentioned about it too, is it's, it's also a yeah. free PC game. Where I know in the Wii version, you use the motion controls to basically control like this, like I guess what is he? This is like a character made out of balls to like do moves to <laughs> fight someone else, and you can save replays and play online and stuff like that. It looks, I mean, I can't say I'm interested in it at all, but I guess there's people out there that are, but I don't know what's so great about the Wii version compared to playing it on PC. Yeah, the the look of it looks really cool, though. I, I like how there's not really a, an overwhelming HUD on the screen. I don't think yeah. there is a HUD. And, yeah, you know, yeah, it does kind of look like a duel of the fates of the Michelin men. So, you know, there's a lot of blood. <laughs> looks kind of cool. Right on. Uh, well, let's go move on to Balloon Pop Festival. This game is sort of like a um, color matching deal, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Fun, I know. Yeah. So, I don't know. It doesn't look all that exciting. It's, it's 800 points. It's very points. much, it's, it's, it's kid-focused, and you can tell that by looking yeah. at it. Yeah, it looks it very like a storybook. Cute. Like, I think the whole thing behind it is that it's like, it, like you go through months, and like each one will be themed, and the background will be themed, and stuff like that. I mean, it's yeah, a I did notice game. a Christmas level. Yeah, so. if you're into puzzle games, yeah. I guess that's cool. And I am into puzzle games, but I'm not into this game. It looked pretty basic, from yeah. what I could tell, gather from the trailer. Yep, yep. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, next up is Aquaspace, which is a virtual aquarium. Uh, 600 points, brought to you by Nintendo. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about this. It's like, this is not the first virtual aquarium we've had on WiiWare. I think maybe... Probably not, not even the second or third. I think it's only the second. There was my really? aquarium was the other place. Right. I don't think there's been okay. anything else. Yeah, I think I think we, we have a review coming for this and that it's not as good as a previous simulated fish tank on WiiWare, I believe. Yes. So, that's, that's so in, the, in the grand leaderboard of fish tank simulators on WiiWare, this is at a distant second. <laughs> Fantastic. Right. right. Uh, next up is a game that actually looks kind of interesting. Furry Legends... Yeah. Uh, it's coming out from Game Lion. This one's 1,000 points. This one kind of looks to me almost as if it's um, a side-scrolling platformer played entirely as if you were uh, the Morph Ball from Metroid. Um, yeah, this, it's game, all, this game looks pretty great. It's also a game that I was completely terrified to uh, YouTube. You know, Furry Legends. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to see what popped up, but yeah, I, I was actually surprised. Fighting game involving bunnies or something. That was called no, Furry Legends. No, I was I was more worried about other furry legends, but yes. yeah, I don't, I don't know about the uh, fighting there was, game. There was a fighting game once upon a time called something. There was, something. I don't remember anything about it. It existed. Hmm. It was called Kung Fur, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> they should make a game called that. That's, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, but the WiiWare one looks pretty cool. It looks like you have some cool powers that affect your environment. Yeah, it it looks like it also plays out kind of like a Metroid game. Maybe you get those powers in your Morph Ball mode or your only mode yeah, and um, use them on the environment I'm, to like I'm gonna go knock out and stuff say, over. Uh, I know we said this with Arkstyle wrote his own and then Adolf Vega wrote in. If you have played this game and could tell us more about it, I'm I'm very interested to hear more about it. But it's also, I mean, it's unfortunate that you know we don't have a budget here to go out and play these games. And also when we're recording it two days after it comes out, there might not be a lot of other people that have played it out there either. But right. 
We're, yeah. I, I, I'm honestly pretty interested to hear about this game. I, I might break down and buy it if I get very, too curious. But, uh, yeah, if you've played it, let us know and tell us tell us what it's about. Right on. Well, uh, the next up I know is a game that you've actually played a little bit, Neil, uh, Hoop World from Virtual Un- Toys. Unfortunately, I've played a little bit of it. Um, <laughs> like a fool, I, uh, I, I thought it, that it was like, hey, Hoop World, it sounds like an arcade sports game. I like those. And I was contacted by the publisher of the game, and they gifted me a copy, and I put about 20 minutes into it, and it's pretty much if NBA Jam was a piece of shit, and um, had like random power-ups, and you could only play it with terrible motion controls. I mean, it, it does have kind of like, I guess, uh, it does have a Sega Soccer Slam vibe to it, in a little bit, and that like, um, it's three-on-three basketball in this, and like, each team seems to have this, like, not really a, like, um, con- like a continent theme, like a lot of the teams that Sega Soccer Slam had, but, like, each team is a theme that's kind of over the top, and the character designs do really remind me of Sega Soccer Slam. But the gameplay is, is kind of bad. You have these three teams, and, I mean, it's, it's you know, a, a normal basketball game in practice, but how you shoot is you have to lift both the Wii Remote and the Nunchuck up in the air. It doesn't matter where you are in the court, this is what you have to do. If you're close enough, you can sometimes do a slam dunk. Um, other than that, then you do a little layup. But there's no, like, like you just lift it up in the air and it's up to chance. You can hold down the Z button. And, um, you can hold down the Z button and, and like, come up with, like, a meter that will go back and forth. And then you can try to time it there. But I don't even know if that works or not, too. And the even more baffling thing with this is that to pass the ball, you have to shake the Wii Remote. So you're trying oh, no. to you're trying to go up in the air with your Wii Remote nunchuck to try to shoot the ball, and sometimes you'll accidentally pass the ball. It's just like it's a comedy of errors. And I'm so glad that you know NBA Jam for one has what it looks to be good motion controls from what I've played, and two also has the option to just break out a class controller or Wii Remote on its side and play it that way. Because this offers no such option, and really the game, I wouldn't say it's unplayable, like this isn't a horrendously bad game, it's just that it's a game that could have been better if they had a better option in it, and they don't, so screw Hoop World. No, I, I watched the trailer for it very, you know, briefly, but it looked like one of the teams looked exactly like the prawns from District 9. Is there a team <laughs> like that? Yeah, yeah, there is. Oh, see, that's tempting. Um, so that's Hoop World. Sounds like you're having a fantastic time with uh, Hoop World. At least that, that, that's what I thought I heard. Hard to tell, really. No, um, don't say that. If someone skipped out for a second like you did, they might only hear that and not know it's <laughs> horrible. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to DSiWare. First up is a game actually by um, a fairly well-known indie developer called – well, the develop, the game's called Primrose. Um Nathan, I think you probably know more about the developer than I do. He's, um, what's his name again? Jason Rohrer? Jason Rohrer, yeah. Um, he's a really nice guy, and uh, to be honest, watching the trailer for this game did did not exactly get me excited. The The music kind of looks like it's going for a really atmospheric feel, kind of a, you know, attention-filled match-three puzzler or something. But just, honestly, just hearing it's a Jason Rohrer game kind of got me excited, and maybe there's more in store for what we're getting from this. But otherwise, it kind of looks like a color matching game. Like, you're given a color, and you put it down on the field, and I don't know if it turns the other 
blocks on the field that color, but it looks like it sets off sort of a chain reaction. Right. And yeah, it it didn't look all that interesting just based on the trailer, but I might give it a you know a look. It's only two dollars, yeah. and it's by Jason Rohr, so I might. Right on. Yeah, it looks kind of like um, an Othello deal where you like I mean maybe like you're jumping pieces on the board and it's turning all the neighboring pieces a certain color. Something kind of like that, but the uh, the trailer had like this really melodramatic music, which was kind of bizarre. Uh, yeah, it, it seemed kind of out of place for a puzzle game. Yeah. And also, the, the yeah. people who, I guess, are putting this out, Sabarasa, uh, they also did that Save the Turtles game, which I understand was supposed to be pretty cool. So, not that, I mean, they designed this game, but they, they ported it to DSiWare, and they are uh, a, a good company. So, that's cool. Right on. Uh, and then next up on DSiWare, we have Pop Island Paperfield, which is sort of a... Um, spin-off or expansion it's, on it's like Pop an Island. expansion pack but not because what it does if you get pop island well there, there's the game pop island which is this like capsule flag game it's really cool you can do eight players on ds download play which is awesome but i have yet to experience it but i want to the concept is great but um basically it's this capsule flag game and it's five dollars on dsiware and for two dollars on dsiware you can get pop island paper field and it's an, an expansion pack for the game if you have it. If not, you can get this game and I guess play a limited version of the game with this. So that's cool. From our Dennis Studio. Oh, Dennis. Oh, Dennis. The Very gameplay kind of looks insane, but I, I really like the art style. Yeah, the yeah. art style is really cool. I mean, the game's a little hard to follow, but it. I mean, at least in the, the full version of it. Like, they, they do kind of tell you, like, the ins and outs of what to do, and then it makes more sense to them. I would hope so. It's a pretty, it's a pretty cool little game. Uh, next up on DSiWare, we have music on retro keyboard for 200 points from Abbey Light. Uh, this looks like a virtual keyboard. You got drum beats you can set up and play around on the keys with your stylus. It looks pretty, uh, you know, with, without multi-touch, it seems like a keyboard application wouldn't be awesome. But yeah, but I, 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 you know, I think it's probably a fun little toy to play around with. It's, it's certainly better looking than the. Uh, the easy piano that I did a video review of a couple of weeks ago um, looks better than that, which isn't really saying much, but yeah, it looks okay. Um, next up, we got 24-7 Solitaire by Cosmigo for 500 points. Uh, this one is pretty self-explanatory. You can play Solitaire 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. This, this app does not have uh, time restrictions. Fantastic. <laughs> next up, it's we like got seven four... Eleven. Yeah, exactly. Next up, we got Four Travelers Play French, the long-awaited sequel to the highly received uh, Four Travelers Play Spanish, I guess? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's I th mini Yeah, I think so. It's mini-games to learn a foreign language if uh, your high school French class wasn't quite getting the job done. Uh, next up, we got Pets Kittens from Ubisoft. That's thanks, Pets thanks. with a Z. Huge. Kittens with an S, just in case you were wondering. Yeah, I, I'm amazed at the restraint with that. Yeah, I'm just yeah. glad they didn't put the Z in the kittens. Yeah, that would yeah, have been too much. Really does go show. It really does show that Ubisoft is is learning. Actually, no, it doesn't at all. Um, oh no, they're making a laser tag game. Come on. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, this game is kind of like Nintendo Dogs plus Cats, but worse and out already. Whereas the other one's not. Um, and, and it will be in 3D. Yeah. 
Uh, next up, we have Scrabble Tools from EA for 500 points. Uh, this game is sort of like a like a Scrabble trainer. Nathan, I think you were describing it earlier as Gatorade yeah, for yeah. Scrabble players. It, from, from what I've read of this, because I certainly will not be purchasing it. I, it's it's a trainer for Scrabble. I I don't know why you would pay $5 to train yourself to play Scrabble. Well, just if, go read a just go read a book. If it's Scrabble related, if it's Scrabble themed word puzzles, I could actually maybe get behind that because I'm I'm a fan of Scrabble. Yeah, like, maybe, I, yeah. Like I used to have a book. I never actually went through it, but I I, I bought a book for two bucks at a at a garage sale once that was like pre set up Scrabble boards and a tile and a and a, and a and a rack with letters. And the idea was how many points can you get with the board that's out there and the letters that you have, which is actually pretty cool. fun. And if that's what yeah, this yeah, that is, w- that would be cool. I don't know if they do anything like that. But... If that's what this is, I could totally get behind that. Five hundred points. Yeah, that's a bit steep. Well, or if it just teaches you some really weird words, that might be cool. Once again, with 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 the EA games on DSiWare, I think it's kind of ridiculous that they're not doing more to do Facebook integration. I know there's not really any Facebook integration in terms of DSiWare games. Like, Bejeweled doesn't really have it, and Scrabble doesn't really have it. And that's, like, to me, the biggest draw of the mobile versions of those games on, say, iPhone. That's Uh, true. So I don't understand why they're not trying. The thing's got Wi-Fi built in. I think it's kind of an aside. If Nintendo doesn't try to work in Facebook integration into stuff for the 3DS outside of, like, putting pictures up on Facebook, then that's going to be a big problem. I agree. I absolutely agree. Um... Next up, we have Hospital Havoc from Hands On Mobile for 500 points. This Which is, is like Diner Dash, but in a hospital. Like, yep. let's move. To yeah, Di- Diner Dash with dying people. So. Yeah. yeah, like Hands first On you Mobile, put them in a bed. It's been out on other platforms for like a year now. Yeah, it's been on the iPhone. You can go get the light version if you're curious. Oh boy, all these iPhone games on DSiWare a year later and not as good. Uh, <laughs> happy birthday, Mart. For 500 points from Pixel Federation, please email us and tell us what this game is. I know we're supposed to be telling you that, but we can't seem to find really anything on it. Even tell the, me now, uh, or tell me, Andy, have you uh, ever had a dream about your own shop where you're selling the goods to your friends? <laughs> you're reading off of the write-up that came on the site, didn't you? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I tried to read that, too, and still couldn't really figure out what the hell the game was about. Um, yeah, yeah, just letting you know, you you can make that dream come true in Happy Birthday, Mark. <laughs> so is it a is it a game where you sell birthday related paraphernalia? Like... Well, it's it's not just an ordinary store. Animals come here to buy gifts for their friends. <laughs> their friends so retarded. Their friends who are oh having birthdays. God. If their friends aren't having birthdays, they can't shop at your store because your store well, is specifically for birthday parties. I think one of the challenges. Is that the store must look be looked after though? <laughs> you well, of course. Clean up course, and fix course. broken shelves. But there are tons of there's tons of fun in six different stores with tel- twelve animals and twenty four mini games. You can play the mini games through a separate menu screen. I'm looking. You a certainly lot more seem forward. to know a lot about this game. I do. <laughs> it's because I am looking forward to it oh so much. I hope I get it for my happy birthday. (laughs) I'm looking more forward to Labor Day Mart coming coming this September. Or or just Kmart Mart or (laughs) anything. Uh, Yeah, so there's that. Uh, Next up, we have Crazy Sudoku 
which oh god i don't have the energy for this it's just, kind of like Sudoku, but crazy. Yeah, remember how I talked about Sudoku last time and the time before? It's just like that. This time has the word crazy in front. I guess it's considered crazy because all the puzzles are random, which basically means you can't pick a difficulty. Probably, yeah, I don't know. That's that's my theory. Or um, that it might not be solvable. I don't know how that yeah. works. <laughs> yeah, can, can, can't you make an unsolvable Sudoku? I, I bet you can. I think you can. Yeah. I think you can. So have fun with that. Don't get, don't get too crazy. You could uh, try and see if you can make an unsolvable Sudoku just by getting crazy Sudoku. That's just crazy, though. Why would you do? Why would you do that? That's crazy. I don't know. Maybe someone bought it for you at the happy birthday mark. <laughs> <laughs> and then on Virtual Console this week, you can go back and play the games you bought a month and month or two ago because there's nothing new. <laughs> oh. And that's all for the weekly downloads for the last couple of weeks. Um, wow. Okay, Furry Legends looks kind of good. Other Primrose than that, looks decent. Primrose, uh, Primrose could be good. Pop Island, I mean, it's already been out there for a while, but that's that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So um, to sum it up, happy dude, birthday, Mark. Yeah. yeah I have the Menace Island secret. Next Monday, there will be something yeah. decent in the next two weeks, I promise. And we'll do a game club again if something ever comes out that's worth worth yeah. doing a game club on. I don't know, the trailer for, for Furry Legends almost got me thinking maybe a game club could be done, done on this one, but I just don't have the energy to sit down and play yeah. another game right now. <laughs> if it's not called NCAA Football, it's really hard for me to get the energy to pick it up. Uh, yeah, so. re really all I have the energy for right now is managing and serving my customers, cleaning up, and fixing broken shelves. And happy <laughs> birthday, Mark. So you guys go play whatever else you're going to play. Well, I put well, my 500 points these, into that. The, the overwhelming glut of weekly releases that are coming our way. Arkrise Fantasia <laughs> may or may not be. I have to buy this game now. Yeah. Arkrise Fantasia may or may not be in stores now. I don't even think Arkrise the developer. Arkrise Fantasia may or may not be a PS2 game. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I really honestly like. I mean, I haven't been out to a store since Tuesday, but. I think the release date is supposed to be July 27th, but like there was a press release that we got that it's out in stores today as of July 20th. So, yeah, it might be out. It might I not think it's be. only thirty dollars. I, I think it's forty. It's forty. It's thirty nine oh. ninety nine. I mean, it's a, it's okay. an RPG. It's by uh, oh, crap. Um, I forget the name. It's Tri Crescendo, the guys who did Eternal Sonata, which uh, I really right. enjoyed that. But Which I, was a weird Chopin game. Yeah, right? yeah, that's really what got me through it. Was I was just like, this is fucked up and weird. Like, let's the go aesthetic. Of, I don't uh, like Chopin. The aesthetic of that game was a little bit too heavily anime for me. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of what Arkwright's Fantasia is too. I mean, your right. main character's name is Lark, Lark or something. L apostrophe A R C. So I guess that's where the name of the game comes from. Right. So he's rising into Fantasia. So maybe. It has something to do with the other game that also came out, which is The Sorcerer's Apprentice for DS. Starring Nicolas Cage. Yeah, starring Nicolas so that, Cage. So that, that's the that Wii and DS player. version, right? Oh, um, no way. I think way. Sorcerer's no, Apprentice, there's no. only a DS think, version. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just a DS game. There, there is and really a, all it... There is a precedent for that as far as games, games based on movies that are like this, and that with Percy Jackson and the Olympians, there was only a DS version as well. And right. maybe that's so because like, making DS games is pretty fucking cheap yeah as opposed to a straight to dvd version this is like the straight to vcr version or something yeah. <laughs> i don't know but uh, yeah that's, well, that's the two weekly releases nicholas cage 
Well, uh, with that, I think it's time to wrap up this this bloated episode of NWR Newscast. I got it. It feels like it's midnight here, so it's got to feel like it's two a.m. there, Neil. It's about it's about twelve twenty. Feels it feels late to me, y'all. <laughs> I, I I need to go put on Harry Potter and fall asleep. So I need dinner. Yeah, you should go. Shut you should up. Go get some dinner. Uh, Zach, <laughs> I ate Zach dinner getting... like five hours ago. <laughs> I I haven't eaten dinner. I had a pop tart at six. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. All no right. Well, um, I had Chinese takeout. And you it was can awesome. subscribe to NWR Newscast on iTunes. Um, we're there. You can download the episodes, um, leave a review. We like those. And you can also email us at newscast at nintendoworldreport.com. We swear it works now, and um, if you say something interesting, we might repeat it on the show. Or if you have any ideas of stuff we can do, or like, you know, if, if you want us to, like, fuck with Zach in some way, because he's not here and he doesn't know. Um, if you have any shells like, need us to mend. If, if you have a made-up dinosaur name, you want us to try well, to... Like, like you know, fix broken shelves, clean up, serve yes. your customers. Yeah, I mean, we will do it. Happy birthday, Mart. Offers you tons of fun. <laughs> God, oh, my so God. Funny. I can't stop I'm going to tattoo this on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that's NWR oh, Newscast um, episode 22. And uh, happy one-year anniversary, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah that's right. Oh, man, I ruined it. Yeah, since, since Newscast started, <laughs> it has been a year. That means we're going to do one more episode in a couple of weeks and then take a three-month gap. Yeah, yeah, just like real life. <laughs> That's the plan. Just like last year. Yeah, good times. Anyway, thanks for thanks for, thanks for for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. This is us. a long ending. This is like Layla. Oh, God. All right, <laughs> I'm cutting it off. Thanks right. for tuning in, everyone. We'll Later, see guys. you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.